worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God to begin with in the book of Psalms, Psalm 103, beginning at verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good, with good, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass, he flourishes like a flower of the field. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place knows it no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, O you his angels, you mighty ones who do his word, obeying the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all his son, excuse me, bless the Lord, all his hosts, his ministers who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Verses 1 through 22, all of Psalm 103. Thank you, Lord, once again for your word. Thank you for the power and the grace that rests upon your word. Thank you for the privilege we have of being able to talk with you and spend time with you one-on-one as we open your word and read and meditate on it each and every day. Thank you, Lord, for how that you are a heavenly Father that teaches our hands to war. You teach us how to go out on the battlefield of life and be victorious warriors as we look to you, as we walk in close fellowship with you, as we read your word, as we stand on your word, as we put your word to work in our lives, as we pray your word as well. Father, more and more with every passing day, equip us to be better equipped warriors to go out to build your kingdom and tear down the kingdom of darkness faithfully every single day. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our producer is Isaac Jackson. Isaac is going to lead us in prayer at this time. Hey, Father, thank you so much for these moments. And Father, thank you so much for this opportunity. Father, I ask that you'd speak through Pastor Joseph and I ask that you'd speak through these scriptures. Father, uh, you are the good teacher. You are the great warrior. Thank you for being the greatest greatest example. Father, I ask that you teach us to be more mature as we walk and uh, that, that we'd rely on you and that we'd walk in unity with you every moment. In your Holy Spirit, 
and in your holy name, amen. 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 Thank you, Isaac. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family here on the Hour of Intercession. I continue to remind you, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. And we're continuing to encourage you. Please email us to get copies of some of the different resources that we share about, uh, the different uh, articles and blogs that we share that are Christian education tools, discipleship tools to help you grow stronger in your walk with the Lord, as well as tools to help you to disciple your family and tools for you to forward and share with extended family members, co-workers, fellow church members, saved persons, unsaved persons. Again, their evangelism and discipleship tools. We hope that you will do that. I want to share an article as we begin um, this segment. It's entitled, Are You Praying Psalm 91 Every Day? And of course, as as you listen to AFR, you may recall, we often talk about and encourage believers to pray it daily. Well, why is that important? Remember, your battle is daily. The battle for you to step out out on in your life is every single day. And the fact is, we live in a day and time in which so many are fighting intense battles on many different fronts. It's important that we understand that the wisest way to approach our lives is grace-filled, joy-filled kingdom warriors who know the Word of God and put the Word of God to work. And one of the ways we do that is by praying the Word of God. And one tool, of course, is praying Psalm 91. So I'm going to share the article, which does include the prayer based on Psalm 91. And we're encouraging you to email us to get a copy of the article. Again, the title, Are You Praying Psalm 91 Every Day? Psalm 91, verses 1 and 2. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom in whom I trust. Again, Psalm 91, verses 1 and 2. Are you making it a priority to pray Psalm 91 every single day? If not, why not? A common response to this question may often be, well, I'm not a fanatic and I don't see a need to pray this particular scripture every single day. That's you. I believe you'd be wise to change your mind and begin to pray this prayer every single day. Why is that true? We live in a crazy, dangerous world that includes spiritual warfare raging everywhere you go. We who who are followers of Christ need to be warrior-minded in our approach to how we follow and live for Christ in this dangerous world. In times of war, you look at, Perceive and plan everything in your life very differently in almost every way than you would during peacetime. Your whole perspective needs to be different. Certain priorities are critical every day because because you are at war and you're living on and you're living life on a battlefield. Not being alert, making unwise decisions, moving without without a sense of urgency, any and all of these actions in wartime can literally cause someone to get killed. Psalm 91 is a unique weapon in Scripture that addresses many of the perils in life that any believer can face on any given day. Using this weapon daily helps us to be prepared for many of the attacks our enemy the devil may utilize consistently. Praying Psalm 91 daily helps us to mobilize the Holy Spirit and the angels of God to protect and work on our behalf. Know this. In the dangerous and difficult world we live in, no one or nothing can protect you like God can. 
Make it a priority to pray Psalm 91 absolutely every single day. Thank you, Lord, for all those persons that we lifted up in prayer today. Thank you for each person that's a part of our listening family. Thank you for your hand of grace upon each and every one of us. Father, today we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and so we abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Today I say of the Lord, you are our refuge and our fortress. Our God in you do we trust. Surely you deliver us from the fowler snare and from the noisome pestilence. You cover us with your feathers, and under your wings do we trust. Your truth is our shield and buckler. And so we are not afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at our side and ten thousand at our right hand, but it shall not come near us. Only with our eyes shall we look and see the reward of the wicked because we have made the Lord our refuge, even the most high habitation. No evil will befall us, nor does any plague come near our dwelling. For you give your angels charge over us to keep us in all our ways. They bear us up in their hands lest we dash our foot against the stone. We tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. We trample underfoot because we have set our love upon you. Therefore you deliver us. You set us on high because we have known your name. We call upon you and you answer us. You are with us in trouble. You deliver us and honor us. With long life you satisfy us and show us your salvation. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, again, our encouragement to you is to print a copy of this article, which includes the prayer to you to use for you and your family daily. Forward copies of the article and the prayer to family, friends, co-workers, fellow church members, and any and all you're led to share it with. But again, our goal is to encourage you to faithfully put the weapon of Psalm 91 to work and encourage others to do the same. Once again, the title of that article is... Are you praying Psalm 91 every day? So if you'd like to get a copy of the article, simply email us, joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. Now, I want to say to every listener, uh, for example, Psalm 100 is a psalm, amongst other things, about Thanksgiving. And it's a good psalm to read and meditate on daily, but it's also a good psalm to put to work in your life every day, daily as well. Psalm 1 tells us, Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. Again, end of Psalm 100. Now, just alongside the fact that we often encourage you to pray Psalm 91 every day, which is a very wise thing for all of us to do, but also remember, not only Psalm 91, but all of the Word of God is a weapon. It's a spiritual weapon. As Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20 tells us, it tells us to put on the full armor of God, and that helps equip us again for the battlefield of life. Why is that important? Because... The Bible isn't not just has, doesn't just have a few weapons. It's one great weapon, but it's an arsenal of many other weapons as well. Take, for example, once again, Psalm 100, a good psalm to memorize and quote every day as well. Amongst other things, it reminds us of the importance of being a thankful person. Thanksgiving, praise, and worship are powerful, powerful weapons we're wise to use every day. If you literally 
Make it a habit to thank and praise God throughout your day. It allows the Holy Spirit to work on your behalf in some wonderful and powerful ways. Remember this, every word that you speak, again, you and I will give account of it one day. Why would that be true? Words are powerful. Words are tools. Words are instruments to accomplish things. If we speak words of thanksgiving and praise, we accomplish glorifying God, we accomplish honoring God, but also it's a weapon that builds the kingdom when we give thanks and praise, and it tears down the kingdom of darkness when we give thanks and praise and worship as well. May we be people that do that consistently all of our lives. Lord, thank you for eternal life. Thank you for health and strength. Thank you for the opportunity to know you, to be able to serve you. Thank you for the privilege of being able to open your word and spend time with you one-on-one every single day. Thank you again for eternal life. Thank you for family and friends and food to eat and clothes to wear. Thank you for the privilege, the opportunity, the honor of being a part of your kingdom. The oppor- Thank you for the opportunity to share the gospel. Thank you for the privilege of being involved in the wonderful work of making disciples. Father, you allow us to be a part of the great work of your army in the world, showing the world what the love of God looks like. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, you are so good to us in so many ways. You literally run our cups over every day. Thank you again for the opportunity to be able to share your word on the air. And thank you for the opportunity every listener has uh, has of being able to listen to your word on air, but also the opportunity to read the word for themselves and thus receive the grace, the power, the blessing, the encouragement that comes from your word. Thank you, Lord, for the many ways that you minister to us by your word. Thank you for how that you speak words of counsel, wisdom, and strength through your word. As we read and meditate in your word, your word ministers to our mind, body, and spirit. Thank you for the truth that your word literally is the best and most powerful medicine in the universe. Help us to be wise enough to take it in big doses every day as it ministers to our mind, body, and spirit. We thank you and we praise you for the wonderful gift of your word. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. We'll be right back.
music of Mercy Me with Here With Me. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We continue now reading through the Word of God as we pick up in the book of 2 Samuel chapter 15, beginning at verse 1. After this, Absalom got himself a chariot and horses and 50 men to run before him. And Absalom used to rise early and stand beside the way of the gate. And when any man had a dispute to come before the king for judgment, Absalom would call him and say, From what city are you? And when he said, Your servant is of such and such a tribe in Israel, Absalom would say to him, See, your claims are good and right, but there is no man designed, but there is no man designated by the king to hear you. Then Absalom would say, Oh, that I were judge in the land. Then every man with a dispute or cause might come to me, and I would give him justice. And whenever a man came near to pay homage to him, he would put out his hand and take hold of him and kiss him. Thus Absalom did to all of Israel who came to the king for judgment. So Absalom stole the hearts of the men of Israel. At the end of four years, Absalom said to the king, Please let me go and pay my vow, which I have vowed to the Lord in Hebron. For your servant vowed a vow while I lived at Jeshur in Aram, saying, If the Lord will indeed bring me back to Jerusalem, then I will offer worship to the Lord. The king said to him, Go in peace. So he arose and went to Hebron. But Absalom sent secret messengers throughout all the tribes of Israel, saying, As soon as you hear the sound of the trumpet, then say, Absalom is king at Hebron. With, Abs- with Absalom went 200 men from Jerusalem who were invited guests, and they went in their innocence and knew nothing. And while Absalom was offering the sacrifice, he sent for Ahithophel the Gilonite, David's counselor from his city from his city Gilo and the conspiracy grew strong and the people with Absalom kept increasing and a messenger came to David saying the hearts of the men of Israel have gone after Absalom then David said to all his servants who were with him in Jerusalem arise and let us flee or else there will be no escape for us from Absalom Go quickly, lest he overtake us quickly and bring down ruin on us and strike the city with the edge of the sword. And the king's servant said to the king, Behold, your servants are ready to do whatever my lord the king decides. So the king went out and all his household after him. And the king left ten concubines to keep the house. And the king went out and all the people after him, and they halted at the last house. And all his servants passed him by, and all the Cherethites, and all the Pelethites, and all the six hundred Gittites who had followed him from Gath passed on before the king. Then the king said to Ittai the Gittite, Why do you also go with us? Go back and stay with the king, for you are a foreigner and also an exile from your house. You came only yesterday. And shall I today make you wander about with us? Since I go, I know not where. Go back and take your brothers with you 
And may the Lord show steadfast love and faithfulness to you. But Ittai answered the king, As the Lord lives and as my lord the king lives, wherever my lord the king shall be, whether for death or for life, there also will your servant be. And David said to Ittai, Go then, pass on. So Ittai the Gittite passed on with all his men and all the little ones who were with him. And all the land wept aloud as the people passed by, and the king crossed the brook Kidron, and all the people passed on toward the wilderness. And Abiathar came up, and behold, Zadok came also with all the Levites, bearing the ark of the covenant of God. And they set down the ark of God until the people had all passed out of the city. Then the king said to Zadok, Carry the ark of God back into the city. If I find favor in the eyes of the Lord, he will bring me back and let me see both it and his dwelling place. But if, but if he says, I have no pleasure in you, behold, here I am. Let him do to me what seems good to him. The king also said to Zadok the priest, Are you not, are you not a seer? Go back to the city in peace with your two sons, Ahimeaz, your son, and Jonathan, the son of Abiathar. See, I will wait at the fords of the wilderness until word comes from you to inform me. So Zadok and Abiathar carried the ark of God back to Jerusalem, and they remained there. But David went up the ascent, but David went up, the ascent of the Mount of Olives, weeping as he went, barefoot and with his head covered. And all the people who were with him covered their heads, and they went up, weeping as they went. And it was told David, Ahithophel is among the conspirators with Absalom. And David said, O Lord, please turn the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness. While David was coming to the summit, where God was worshipped, behold, Hushai the archite came to meet him with his coat torn and dirt on his head. David said to him, If you go on with me, you will be a burden to me. But if you return to the city and say to Absalom, I will be your servant, O king, as I have been your father's servant in time past, so now I will be your servant. Then you will defeat for me the counsel of Ahithophel. Are not Zadok and Abiathar the priests with you there? So whatever you hear from the king's house, tell it, tell it to Zadok and Abiathar the priests. Behold, their two sons are with them. Excuse me. Behold, their two sons are with them there. Ahimeaz, Zadok's son, and Jonathan, Abiathar's son. And by them you shall send to me everything you hear. So Hushai, David's friend, came into the city just as Absalom was entering Jerusalem. 2 Samuel chapter 16 When David had passed a little beyond the summit, Ziba the servant of Mephibosheth met him with a couple of donkeys saddled, bearing 200 loaves of bread, a hundred bunches of raisins, a hundred of summer fruits, and a skin of wine. And the king said to Ziba, 
Why have you brought these? Ziba answered, The donkeys are for the king's household to ride on, the bread and summer, the bread and summer fruit for the young men to eat, and the wine for those who faint in the wilderness to drink. And the king said, And where is your master's son? Ziba said to the king, Behold, he remains in Jerusalem, for he said, Today the house of Israel will give me back the kingdom of my father. Then the king said to Ziba, Behold, all that belonged to Mephibosheth is now yours. And Ziba said, I pay homage. Let me ever find favor in your sight, my lord the king. When David, when King David came to Bahurim, there came out a man of the family of the house of Saul, whose name was Shimei, the son of Gerah. And as he came, he cursed continually. And he threw stones at David and all the servants of King David and all the people and all the mighty men who were on his right hand and on his left. And Shimei said as he cursed, Get out, get out, you man of blood, you worthless man. The Lord has avenged on all the Lord has avenged on you all the blood of the house of Saul in whose place you have reigned and the Lord has given the kingdom into the hand of your son Absalom see your evil is on you for you are a man of blood Then Abishai the son of Zeruiah said to the king why should this dead dog curse my lord the king let me go over and take off his head. But the king said, What have I to do with you, you sons of Zeruiah? If he is cursing because the Lord has said to him, Curse David, who then shall say, Why have you done so? And David said to Abishai and to all the servants, Behold, my own son seeks my life. How much more now may this Benjamite leave him alone and let him curse for the Lord has told him, for the Lord has told him too. It may be that the Lord will look on the wrong done to me, and that the Lord will repay me with good for his cursing today. So David and his men went on the road, while Shimei went along on the hillside opposite him, and cursed as he went, and threw stones at him, and flung dust. And the king and all the people who were with him arrived weary at the Jordan, and there he refreshed himself. Now Absalom and all the people, the men of Israel, came to Jerusalem, and Ahithophel with him. And when Hushai the Archite, David's friend, came to Absalom, Hushai said to Absalom, Long live the king! Long live the king! And Absalom said to Hushai, is this your loyalty to your friend? Why did you not go with your friend? And Hushai said to Absalom, No, for whom the Lord and his people and all the men of Israel have chosen, his I will be, and with him I will remain. And again, whom should I serve? Should it not be his son? As I have served your father, so I will serve you. Then Absalom said to Ahithophel, Give your counsel, what shall we do? Ahithophel said to Absalom, Go into your father's concubines, whom he has left to keep the house, 
and all Israel will hear that you have made yourself a stench to your father, and the hands of all who are with you will be strengthened. So they pitched a tent for Absalom on the roof. So they pitched a tent for Absalom on the roof, and Absalom went in to his father's concubines in the sight of all Israel. Now in those days, the counsel that Ahithophel gave was as if one consulted the word of God. So was all the counsel of Ahithophel esteemed, both by David and by Absalom. 2 Samuel chapter 17. Moreover, Ahithophel said to Absalom, Let me choose. Excuse me. Moreover, Ahithophel said to Absalom, Let me choose 12,000 men, and I will arise and pursue David tonight. I will come upon him while he is weary and discouraged and throw him into a panic, and all the people who are with him, who are with him will flee. I will strike down only the king, and I will bring all the people back to you as a bride comes home to her husband. You seek the life of only one man, and all the people will be at peace. And the advice seemed right in the eyes of Absalom and all the elders of Israel. Verses 1 through one through 5, 1 through 4, 2 Samuel chapter 17. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we're reading through the Word of God. We'll be back. with You Are the Living Word. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We continue now reading through the Word of God as we pick up, excuse me, pick up 1 Corinthians chapter 10, beginning at verse 1. For I want you to know, brothers, that our fathers were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea 
And all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And all ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. Nevertheless, with most of them God was not pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things took place as examples for us, that we might not desire evil as they did. Do not be as idolaters as some of them were, as it is written. The people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. We must not indulge in sexual immorality as some of them did, and 23,000 fell in a single day. We must not put Christ to the test as some of them did and were destroyed by serpents, nor grumble as some of them did and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now these things happened to them as an example, but they were written down for our instruction on whom the end of the ages has come. Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Therefore, my beloved, Flee from idolatry. I speak as to sensible people. Judge for yourselves what I say. The cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread, we who are many are one body. For we all partake of the one bread. Consider the people of Israel. Are not, the, are not those who eat the sacrifices participants in the altar? What do I imply then? That food offered to idols is anything? Or that an idol is anything? No, I imply that what pagans sacrifice they offer to demons and not to God. I do not want you to be participants with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons. Shall we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? All things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. Let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. Eat whatever is sold in the meat market, without raising any question on the ground of conscience. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. If one of the, if one of the unbelievers invites you to dinner and you are disposed to go, eat whatever is set before you without raising any question on the ground of conscience. But if someone says to you, this has been offered, to, this has been offered in sacrifice, then do not eat it for the sake of the one who informed you and for the sake of conscience i do not mean your con i do not mean your conscience but his for why should my liberty be determined by someone else's conscience if i partake with thankfulness why am i denounced because of that for which i give thanks 
So whatever you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Give no offense to Jews or to Greeks, or to the church of God, just as I try to please everyone in everything I do, not seeking my own advantage, but that of many, that they may be saved. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. Now I commend you because you remember me in everything and maintain the traditions, even as I deliver them to you. But I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ. The head of a wife is her husband, and the head of Christ is God. Every man who prays or prophesies with his head covered dishonors his head. But every wife who prays or prophesies with her head uncovered dishonors her head, since it is the same as if her head were shaven. For if a wife will not cover her head, then she should cut her hair short. But since it is a disgrace for, excuse me, but since it is disgraceful for a wife to cut off her hair or shave her head, let her cover her head. For a man ought not to cover his head, since he is the image and glory of God, but woman is the glory of man. For man was not made from woman, but woman from man. Neither was man created for woman, but woman for man. That is why a wife ought to have a symbol of authority on her head, because of the angels. Nevertheless, in the Lord, woman is not independent of man, nor man of woman. For as woman was made from man, so man is now born of woman. And all things are from God. Judge for yourselves. Is it proper for a wife to pray to God with her head uncovered? Does not nature itself teach you that if a man wears long hair, it is a disgrace for him? But if a woman has long hair, it is her glory? For her hair is given to her for a covering. If anyone is inclined to be contentious, we have no such practice, nor do the churches of God. But in the following instructions, I do not commend you, because when you come together, it is not for the better, but for the worse. For in the first place, when you come together as a church, I hear that there are divisions among you, and I, and I believe it in part. For there must be factions among you in order that those who are genuine among you may be recognized. When you come together, it is not the Lord's Supper that you, that you eat. For in eating, each one goes ahead with his own meal. One goes hungry and another gets drunk. What? Do you not have houses to eat and drink in? Or do you despise the church of God and humiliate those who have nothing? What shall I say to you? Shall I commend you in this? No, I will not. For I, for I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night when he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, 
This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, in the same way also, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as not do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself, then and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment to himself. That is why many of you are weak and ill, and some have died. But if we judged ourselves truly, we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined so that we may not be condemned along with the world. So then, my brothers, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. If anyone is hungry, let him eat at home, so that when you come together, it will not be for judgment. About the other things, I will give directions when I come. That was end of 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Thank you, Father, once again for your word. Thank you for the power and the grace that rests upon your word. Thank you for the opportunity to spend time in your word each and every day. Father, pour out your spirit afresh upon every listener and all of us today, Lord. Stir us more and more to be a people who live in your word, a people who understand the need for us to daily open your word and spend time one-on-one with you as, you as you speak words of life, counsel, wisdom, grace, and power into our lives. Help us to be mindful, Lord, that your word truly is the most powerful weapon in the universe and that we're wise to use it each and every day. Help us to be wise enough to read it every day, to read it, hear it, believe it, speak it, pray it, obey it, and meditate on it every single day. And Lord, thank you for the opportunity we have as families to be able to come together, to read your word together and pray together. Father, anoint all of us, every listener listening and every household represented, anoint all of us afresh with the spirit of prayer. Empower us to be the praying people you've called us to be individually and collectively as the church. Help us to grow in our understanding of the need for us as families to spend time daily reading and meditating on your word and praying together daily and help us to be wise enough to make that the high priority you would have us to make it. We thank you for the opportunity to minister to one another and to serve you in our homes as well as individually as we go out as kingdom ambassadors wherever we go. We thank you. and We praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Once again, if you'd like to get a copy of the article we shared earlier, are you praying Psalm 91 every day? If you want that uh, copy of the article, email us, joseph at afr.net. Well, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you are listening today and you know you've never made the eternally important decision of inviting Jesus Christ to come into your heart to be the Lord and Savior of your life, today is a wonderful day, a great day to make that very, very important decision. Would you now, from your heart, Pray this prayer if you want to make that step and commit your heart and life to the Lord. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so, so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. 
Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess, I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, would you come into my heart? Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word, you told us, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, today, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to live my whole life following you. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, if you prayed the prayer and committed your heart to the Lord, we very much want to hear from you, want to be in touch with you. Uh, we would like to share with you some literature and resources that will help you to begin to grow up and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. If you uh, if you would please contact us, joseph at afr.net is my email. Again, that's joseph at afr.net and allow us the opportunity to send that information, those resources to bless and encourage you today. Hope you'll do that. Once again, the article that we shared earlier, if you'd like to get a copy, the article is entitled, Are You Praying Psalm 91 Every Day? If you want to get a copy of the article, again, same email, joseph at afr.net. We'll be glad to get it to you. Thanks for listening. Again, if you're not reading three chapters in your Bible every day, today is a great day to start that very important habit. And parents, starting the habit of having your children read three chapters aloud to you every day. Today is a good day to start that habit, to bless your children, to strengthen them, to encourage them in ways that they really need it. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.